in our generation, I promise you, Bolly and David have heard this, we have this concept of drip where everyone has to dress a certain type of way or have a certain type of clothing, whether it's design or not. And if you don't have that, your outfit isn't deemed cool. Even if you go buy a minimalist um, thing and go dressing up. Hello, welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast talking about everything finance and finance related. It's your boy Peter, and I'm with my brother, my co-host Jax. Jax, how are you, bro? I'm great, man. Um, I've just checked my investment portfolio, and two of my stocks are absolutely flying. So you can imagine <laughs> I am absolutely, I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited. <laughs> how can I ask this guy how are you? And the first thing he talks about is. The great performance of TOV stocks. Um, I'm sure in another episode we could talk more about those uh, stocks that are doing really well in your portfolio. Yeah. Is that from your dividend portfolio, your growth uh, portfolio? This is predominantly on my growth portfolio, and those are the kind of stocks that we expect to shoot up quite rapidly, randomly. So, yeah, I mean, Christmas has come early. What can I say? <laughs> nice one, nice one. And on Christmas, um, today's uh, 25th of November 2020, we've just been, we're obviously based here in the UK, being told, given different rules, I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't fully read everything about the rules. I'll catch up later on, but plans for Christmas and things like that. How are you feeling in the run-up to Christmas, man? Um, I, I think I said in the last episode that I've been feeling a bit of cabin fever. So I'm looking forward to actually, you know, going outside maybe for a meal or something. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the, to the most, if I'm really honest. A good meal, man. I'm definitely feeling you on that one. I'm looking forward to having a haircut, man. I'm getting a bit crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Thank you very much, Brian. Good to see that you're well. Um, for our listeners, of course, we're still doing everything virtually. Um, respecting social distancing. Um, so a massive shout out and welcome to our listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today we have a special episode. Um, as you all know, with Walk Finance, part of our, I guess, service work that we do in the community is actually working directly with young people. And what we do with young people is support them to, I guess, better develop their knowledge when it comes to uh, personal finance and make them more aware of the tools um, and equip them to to be better ready for the world of um, I guess personal finance and that journey towards um, being financially free in the next few decades to come and we recently uh, delivered a virtual program to a group of talented uh, young people um, from across uh, London mainly and uh, right now we've got some of those young people on today's episode, which we've kindly invited and they've kindly accepted, which we're very grateful to have some of them. And we're just going to chop it up, have a conversation with them, find out how they're doing. And also for me and Jax, it keeps us young. We get to find out what's on uh, the minds of young people when it comes to first of finance. So without further ado, going to quickly just go around and um, shout out young people and feel free to introduce yourself how you want to. So first of all, we got Bolly. Bolly, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Good, 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 man. Um, do you want to give a quick uh, introduction? Okay, so just a quick one. My name's Bolu, and I'm a full-time student at Aston University. Nice, nice. Thank you very much, Bolu. I'm going to go to our next guest, David. Hey, everyone. It's David here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. 
Um, I'm currently, my name's David, I'm currently studying at Brunel University and I'm on this um, work finance programme. Nice one, thanks for that. And finally we have Mishael. Hi guys, my name is Michelle. Um, everyone calls me Mish, and I was invited onto this program by Jack, who I know personally. Um, but about myself, I'm currently a second year student at UCL studying chemical engineering, and happy to be on the podcast. Big, big, big man! Massive welcome, welcome to you all. Um, we really appreciate you taking up your time to come on the show uh, today, and. All of you, of course, have been on the World Finance Programme. Um, it'll be good to hear a bit more from you in terms of how you found it. Um, yeah, how, how did you find the programme? It was, of course, um, a few weeks long in terms of the course. And we walked through with um, participants a number of different uh, things from uh, savings to debt and credit to different types of investing. Um, but it'll be good for... Jackson and I, and all, even our listeners that might be interested in getting involved in some of the work that we do, whether as a participant or someone to support with um, our programmes, whether it's a guest speaker or delivering a part of our workshops, um, etc. Yeah, it'd be good for any of you to jump in um, and let us know how you found it. Uh, you want to kick off with Bolu, actually? Okay, yeah. So it, was a, it was a very, very good experience for me personally. I definitely enjoyed it. I learned a lot. And I was also impressed with how interactive it was as well. Obviously, being a uni student in these times, I know doing everything online is very, very interesting and it's very, a very different way of doing it. But being able to interact with everyone on the call, in the Zoom calls, even being able to break off in little groups and have mini discussions, it was, it was a very good experience. And I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely learned a lot. Nice one, man. Thanks for that, uh, Bolu. And you said you're a uni stu- student. Do you want to talk a bit more about what you're doing, what you're trying to get into, and also why a course like the Walk Finance Programme is relevant for, for you? Okay, so I'm a uni student and I'm studying uh, electrical and electronic engineering. And hopefully I want a career in, in that. But I've also realised that I want something more as well something outside the nine to five and um as we know jacks loves this term passive income <laughs> i want to be able to build multiple streams of passive income so one day i can eventually be sleeping and making money and i feel like i definitely need to know and understand a lot more about finance mm. so being able to join work finance and be able to learn of them it was a it's a good opportunity for me and i feel like anyone else who's looking for that opportunity should definitely get involved that's what I love to hear, Bolly. It's Jack's here. Um, you know, you mentioned the term interactive and myself and Peter, we, we were very um, intentional about making our, our sessions interactive because we've all been students before. And I don't know about you, but I think you always get the best when you can actually have a conversation and actually, you know, speak to someone back and forth. So, yeah. Also, yes, of course, passive income. We can't play around with passive income. It's something that we all, in my opinion, we all definitely need. And I'm glad that you've um, been intentional and proactive in joining a scheme that can help you um, at least build the foundations to do that. Absolutely, man. Passive income, man. <laughs> Passive income. Thanks for that, buddy and Jax. David, man, I'm going to throw it over to you um, in terms of how you found the programme. Um, yeah, for me, I found the programme really useful in, term, in the sense that it provided me with knowledge that I was seeking in other ways. 
for example, reading books like the ones you recommended, Peter, and other sources such as YouTube and websites. But I feel like the work finance program was on offer. And as I spoke to Peter about it, I was searching for more knowledge within the area. So I think it was very useful for me as a university student to find out the ways that I can increase my knowledge and actually start something practical like my own sports business. Big, man. You mentioned sports business. What are you currently doing in uni? And when you talk about sports business, what, that, what might that look like? So in terms of what I'm studying, I'm currently at Brunel studying sports, health and exercise science with business studies. So that is a joint Bachelor of Science degree and that will help me into the future in basically pursuing my dreams to create like a community service, providing sports, exercise and um, fitness sessions to like young people in my area, ranging from different ages. And that was almost like an insight for me to get into the industry. So the work finance program helped me to learn about the aspects of business that would help contribute to my journey. Big man, big. Thank you very much, Navy. I'm sure one day uh, we'll be inviting you back on when you're talking about the successes of your business as well, yeah. man. So awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Moving over to you, finally, Mishael, man. How did you, or Mish, as he said, everyone likes to call you. How did <laughs> right. you find it, man? Um, I enjoyed it big time. I think one thing that I was, exp- well, what I was only expecting was um, to hear on savings and investing, but it touched on a lot more. It incorporated what I just mentioned, but also budgeting, property, investing, investing, getting the property ladder, and additionally, how to start your own business. So um, I might look into entrepreneurship in the future, but for the time being, I think it's important as a university student to focus on how you're managing your assets and your liabilities. And this course definitely taught me how to do that very well. And it's definitely helped me progress in terms of knowing what I want to do in the future career-wise too. Amazing, man. And what does that look like in terms of, um, well, currently what you doing and what does that look like in terms of uh, your future? Yeah, so um, currently, as I mentioned before, I'm an engineering student. So um Get some people who are probably listening to thinking I'm going to be wearing a hard hat for the rest of my life. But um, I'm actually looking into um, investment management at the moment. So mm. that would involve um, um, building investment portfolios and a lot of client interaction, which I think incorporates a lot of problem solving and data analytics, which is right up my street, um, being an engineering student. So it's definitely something I'd like to employ in the future. A light bulb probably just switched on when you met uh, on, above Jax's head when you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I know I know Mesh personally, and um, he's a he's a bright guy with so many good ideas. Um, but you know, we, we're just looking forward to the future. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what Mesh is going to come up with. Um, yeah, absolutely. And on that, Jack, so you obviously had the pleasure of working with myself um, to deliver these sessions with our um, with the uh, participants. We could hear more about your experience, um, how you found that, but also where does your passion for you want to call it education or passing on knowledge to others particularly the next generation come from well absolutely i mean look this is this is a well is this our second or third um program so mm-hmm. we've done a few programs before but this was one of my favorite this was one that was done virtually um and i absolutely love the experience of meeting young people um and you know who are proactive and actually searching for knowledge that really really excited me and as i said earlier the fact that it was interactive and I was always looking forward to um, was it Wednesday evenings just to see how everyone's doing, how everyone's week is going, checking up on them, and then, you know, having a conversation about finance, which is ob- obviously my passion. 
Um, something I've always enjoyed doing is teaching and I've been doing it with adults, professionals, entrepreneurs. But actually, I much enjoy in teaching a younger generation because I think if you can catch them young, that's where the key is. If you can catch them young, that is where the key is, where they can build solid, good habits that can further, you know, position them to be in a place of success. And so I absolutely enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it doing it with you, Peter. <laughs> I enjoyed working with you. I enjoyed, uh, you know, logging on a bit early to, to prepare and speaking afterwards and the success of the event. I always say success is nice when it's individual, but mm. when, you, when you can share it with, with a good friend, that's sensational. So, yeah. Okay. Agreed, man. And likewise, I think uh, one of the things you mentioned uh, was around habits. Um, and I think it's very important. Something that we do at Work Finance is all about supporting people with a change of uh, mentality when it comes to um, one's relationship to finance and having that long term thinking. This is not about uh, a fast uh, thinking or a fast way of thinking. It's all about building that long term um thinking what can you do over the next few decades um so i really enjoyed um working with our young people on that and for for our participants also for mish david and bolly it'd be good to hear from you actually for because jackson and i we're always you know having discussions about what's on the mind of young people right now when it comes to you know personal finance so right now we know when you turn 18 banks will be reaching out to you trying to sell you this credit card that credit card doing all sorts of things selling all sorts of products as well be good to hear from you um you guys what you feel are some of the biggest challenges for young people when it comes to this personal finance journey i'm gonna go over to mish on that cool so um i think on this topic one thought that would come to mind is probably um focusing on oneself and when i say this i don't mean um staying underneath one rock and not talking to anybody i mean um failing to um not um follow trends that you often see on social media on the outside world so in our generation i'm probably sure bolly and david have heard this we have this concept of drip where everyone has to dress a certain type of way or have a certain type of clothing whether it's design or not and if you don't have that your outfit isn't deemed cool even if you go buy a minimalist um, thing and go dressing up. And I don't think um, it's good if you follow that, but I think you need to find some sort of balance because I think a lot with that comes with um, instant gratification. So you don't think how this um, is going to affect your personal finance long term. You just buy the most expensive item that you may not even appeal to your own self based on the fact they will please other people. So I think um, focusing on one yourself definitely help um, somebody on their personal finance journey. That's why I learned on this board discussion. That's, that's so interesting you mentioned, uh, Mish. And funny enough, this is not something that's just uh, for young people, you know. Um, drip also affects us, uh, most guys in our <laughs> 30s. That's the truth. Um, you know, we, I, I think some of us still call it drip. Um, but even the older generation, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it doesn't matter how old you are, we all suffer from some sort of peer pressure. Um, mm. The term we tend to use is keeping up with the Joneses. You know, every time some of your friend goes and buys a new car, you want to go buy a new car. Every time you buy your friend buys a bigger house, you want to go buy a bigger house. And it's actually something that everybody suffers from. But I absolutely love the fact that you say you have to focus on yourself, on your own journey. And yeah, it is one of the biggest issues um, that even myself as a financial educator, um, financial coach, I find it, you know, that the majority of my clients struggle with this, including myself. I struggle mm, same too. here, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I struggle too. Me, I, 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 want, I want a bigger car, especially when you can afford it. Why not? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love that. 
Thank you. That, that was deep, Mish. And um, I think, yeah, Jax is right, man. Uh, that, that struggle in terms of keeping up with the Joneses is relevant for all age groups, but the types of materials that you're buying changes. So for maybe your age group, it might be clothes and maybe cars, but for our age group, it might it will go beyond that, maybe bigger cars and, um, as Jack said, uh, certain houses, etc. cetera. Um, but it's really interesting that you, you mentioned that. You said it's really important to find the balance. I'm probably going to open this to all of our participants, probably you, probably you, Mish. How do you actually find that balance? Because it's big, man. The peer pressure is massive. Even in our day when me and Jack were your age group, social mm. media was obviously popping, but nowhere near to the extent of it now. Um, I mean, you could you could go whether it was out to a certain place where photos are taken and you didn't want to wear the same clothes <laughs> at another place and you have to go buy this or that and you're just spending money and money and on stuff that you might even wear once or twice. But yeah, mm-hmm. how do you actually find that balance? So um, it's something that I even struggle with nowadays and even as Jack was saying before, but um, how I find the balance is that what I've come to learn with um, fashion or why but when it comes to fashion you try and please yourself not others and in doing so i think you can please yourself by what wearing what you're comfortable with and when it comes to that in order for you to not lose money i think it's very important to have rotation with your clothing i think people um in order to impress people you always impress people you always want to wear new items of clothing so you always look fresh like the influences that you see on instagram but the key thing with rotation is that you can wear the same items of clothing, but um, coordinate it differently. And people won't know that you've actually worn this, let's say, two days before when you saw them in the lecture room or what else. So I think that's very important. And making use of the student discounts that you have or finding cheaper alternatives that look similar to what is more expensive that you'd aspire to have mm. in the future. I think definitely take that account, especially if you're not um, working a nine-to-five. If you're a student, your only income is what you've earned over the previous summer before uni or... SFV, which is Student Finance for England. So I'd say definitely don't be um, blowing your money on that, but try and find a balance and make it work for you. I'd advise that. Hmm. In short, we call that acting your wage. Hmm, definitely. Uh, David, Bolly, did you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, I'm going to add a little something to that. Um, I think uh, a problem is that we don't think about the future as as young as young people, and I feel like if we did, we'd realize that all these things are temporary and they're not going to last forever. So buying all these clothes, spending all these money on clothes, we're going to learn eventually. That's not it's not a good investment. Mm. So I think we just need to open our eyes really and kind of be a, a bit more responsible and stop trying to impress other people, because at the end of the day. We're not going to be friends with all these people. Sometimes we don't even like all these people that we're trying to impress. So once you realize I don't need to impress these people, I just need to impress myself, you will spend your money on more useful things and more tangible things that benefit you and your future. Deep, man. You're speaking a lot about the future. And as you're saying that the famous quote by Dave Ramsey, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like, um, which is uh, quite deep. Um, Jack Spolly just spoke a bit about the future quite a lot. When you look back 10 years ago, when you've, you've obviously bought expensive clothing items and stuff, looking back now, do you feel, number one, that was what, those were worst decisions? And number two, when you reflect on how useful those clothes are to your life now, <laughs> do you think they were wise decisions? That is 
But this is such a timely conversation. Um, just the other day, I was going through my Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook was popping when we were at university, which was 10 years ago, goodness gracious. And I was looking at some of my pictures and thinking, oh, what was I thinking? You know, I had a Gucci scarf, I had a Louis Vuitton glasses. I don't even know how you can wear Louis Vuitton glasses with Gucci scarves. I was even go. <laughs> I had the Pradas. <laughs> and literally, it was all about the names. And I guess it was a culture at the time. You know, I was a huge fan of uh, um, MMG, you know, Rick Ross. And they used to get me excited. It used to be excited. Um, but I look back now and it, it kind, of, kind of makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick that at some point in my life, I actually thought those things made me who I am. Mm. unfortunately and now that i've grown up and i've and i've matured and i've seen life for what it really is i realize those things actually don't mean much at all mm. now i'm not saying you shouldn't buy things that you don't like i think you know as you will know as a financial educator i will always say it's all about money management always manage your money and then you can use your money you can have a, a certain pot that you use to treat yourself and if that's what you like, that's what you like. I'm not saying don't go and buy something that you like, but be true to yourself. Are you buying that Gucci scarf because you actually like it? Or are you buying it so that everybody knows you can buy a Gucci scarf? That's the most important thing. And yes, absolutely, Peter. They don't mean much to me at all. And now, now if you look at um, the way I function, you could catch me in a plain black T-shirt. I still look good. <laughs> as long as I've got a clean trim and as long as I've got a nice, you know, uh, men's, perf men's perfume fragrance, sorry, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's what I'm asking. And the occasional visits to the gyms to remain hench, you're good. Oh, come on. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. And David, man, did you have anything to add to that uh, point on uh, Mish's? Um, I think both um, Mish and Bolly both covered what I was going to kind of refer to in terms of our generation and personal finance. But I think one key thing is perspective. Mm. I think that word perspective is definitely important in terms of how we manage our personal finance. Because I think if your perspective towards a certain thing is the same as another thing that's more important, then you're less likely to know what to spend your money on. For mm. example, I was watching, I think it was a program or a YouTube video, and it was talking about like childhood habits or spending habits for children. Mm. And it was almost in the sense that people spend, or young people tend to spend money on things that look nice, but in fact, what they actually need is something else. Mm. So they may spend a certain amount of money on a pair of shoes that they've seen, which look nice, but then when they get home, there's no milk in the fridge. So it's like it's, cool. it's almost perspective and priorities. I think those two key words are important for young people in personal finance. Deep, man. Really deep. Um, and there's a differentiation between wants and needs, um, prioritising what we actually need uh, over what we want. Not that you can't get what you want, but uh, it's a, as you rightly said, it's about prioritising and perspective as well. Really deep, man. Um, on that note, uh, David, what was, uh, thanks for that, uh, Mish. What was, for you, David, what was your, what do you think is the biggest challenge overall for young people when it comes to personal finance? This challenge would be, would be knowing how to manage. I think a lack of management can lead to several problems. So I think management is definitely important i think management is the key the key word in terms of young people in finance if you don't have management then you're blowing a lot of money in a certain area that's not needed and like you said about wants and needs if you can't manage what you need 
from what you want or like differentiate what a need is and a want is, then your personal finance will suffer as a consequence. So I think management is a cue. I think management is definitely the biggest challenge. Well, yeah, um, that's the truth. And that's why I always say that knowledge is extremely important in all aspects of our, of our lives. Um, because management for a lot of people doesn't come easy. It doesn't come easy. It's a skill that you pick up, um, whether it's through a career, whether it's just, some people have natural leadership skills, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to manage. And that's the most important thing. Seek how to manage not just uh, teams, but also yourself and manage your own money. Um, and of course, we, we touched on some of those things and how to, you know, just kind of segregate out your money for certain things. So yeah, love that. Love that addition. Agreed. And David, I'm going to flip it back on you. How are you trying to manage your personal finances? <laughs> Good question. Um, for me... I tend to wait. So if I see something that I like or in terms of my spending habits, I tend to wait and see if the thing that I want or the thing that I need will decrease in price and then I'll purchase it. So mm. I think managing what I, what I want is by waiting. And if, that, if me waiting leads to the item that I want going away, then I trust that it wasn't really meant for me. So I kind of keep my money in my pocket. But I think time is what I use to value what I, what I will spend my money on. So I kind of wait before I produce, before I put, I, I purchase a product. Big. And I guess on the, on the program, we spoke a tiny bit about that. That's, I guess, what we call delaying instant gratification. Um, our bodies naturally, when we see an item, so for example, the new PS5 is coming out. Is it out? Yeah, I don't even know, but I know it's coming out soon. Um, yeah. It's out, yeah. So people that are really bang on it and really want it, you know, naturally we're going to want to capture it. And, you know, uh, Sony, who obviously uh, distribute PlayStation, they know this is human behavior. They spend millions of pounds in advertising in the right way to capture that instant gratification nature we have. Um, so when you actually delay that, what you might find in the next month or so, one, rightly so, David, you said the price might go down, but two, you might not even want it no more. And then you just saved a decent buck um, on stuff that you actually you feel you need maybe not the ps5 i think the ps5 is that good that whoever wants it's going to go and get it but certain other items um delaying that instant gratification is so important so yeah definitely in agreement thanks for that david and then bolu i'm gonna throw that uh, question over to you finally what, what do you feel is the biggest challenge for young people when it comes okay. to personal finance for me personally i'm definitely gonna say lack of information hmm. because I've asked a few friends, or oh, do you know about investing? Or when I tell them about my personal journey of investing, they ask, oh, I don't know much about that. I wish I could, so I could get into it. Because I feel at a very young age, stuff like investing, knowing, knowing about personal finance is very, very, very important. But the fact that people don't actually understand it, they don't know how to even start getting into it, it's a, it's a, it's a big problem. So I think that's definitely one of the biggest challenges for our generation. Yeah, I have to totally agree. Um, I mean, I will rephrase it differently. I don't think it's just the lack of information. It's, it's, the, it's the direction and the, and, the, and the guidance because there's so much information online, but it's hard to decipher which one is good information and, which, and how to even begin, you know? And that's why I do what I do. Even outside of World Finance, I run a, a business called Jack's Financial where I educate professionals and entrepreneurs and individuals on how to manage their finances and how to invest um, wisely. 
Because yes, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Google, you can search for so many stuff, but there's so much misinformation out there as well. There's a lot of scammers out there, a lot of people trying to make a quick buck out of people's lack of knowledge. And also, actually, when we look back in the days, there was a lot of financial exclusion. So things like investing in the stock market was difficult because you would have needed to get a broker who earns commission of how much you're going to invest. And so if you don't have a lot of money to invest, then they're going to look at you. And for that reason, a lot of people, especially from my demographic and our demographic, um, they just didn't get into the stock market, for example. And that's why, you know, we do work finance and that's why we do Jack's Financial. So thank you very much. I think that's a very, very good addition. Agreed. And thank you very much for that, Bolly, man. We're going to switch things up a bit now. I guess my next question for you all, um, for ourselves, is what do you feel, knowing slightly what you know now, particularly coming through the programme, and we obviously know you've now gone on to do other bits of research, which is what this is about, Um, not just world fans, but anyone delivering work to young people in this area. It's about trying to spark that that desire to want to research more, um, to develop your knowledge in this space, to better prepare yourself for the future to come because uni and your next stages in life is going to come around just like that. But it'll be good to hear from you. What do you feel are the biggest opportunities for young people when it comes to personal finance? And Balu, that question's for you first. Mm, Me personally, I'd say... We live in a very, very good uh, era where we have technology everywhere and information can be accessed off the internet. And I feel like there is a lot of information out there and we can educate ourselves and can find ways to to learn about finance. And as Jack said, there's a lot of misinformation on there, but there's also ways to find good information. So I feel like if we understand how to use the technology to benefit ourselves, we can definitely use it to improve our finances along the way. Absolutely. So, right, uh, much more information that was out there back in our days when we were your age group, but rightly so, there's a lot of information that, if sought out wisely, can help you make a better, uh, I guess, informed decision uh, moving forward. Of course, with guidance and support, um, from the right kind of mentors, etc. Um, moving forward, so definitely agree with you on that, uh, Bolu. And Mish, what are your thoughts on uh, that question? What are the biggest challenges for young people when it comes to say? What are the biggest opportunities for young people when it comes to personal finance? Um, yeah, I'd um, probably echo what Bolu just touched on. So how the internet um, has so much information that if you're not currently in an echo chamber or you haven't you haven't ever been exposed to um, personal finance you don't really have an excuse in that sense and I'd say through that it's also good because once you learn about these things you'll be spurred on to pass this information to your friends and so on mm. so I think um, that's definitely good because online there are also courses that some you have to pay for luckily enough you guys offer the free course for us to learn about this great information and through such courses you can actually find out about platforms that you didn't understand before and learn how to invest and go from there and I don't think when um, the internet age wasn't um, hadn't dawned before the 2000s, really. I don't know. Obviously, Jack's touched on how people had to pay a broker and go through commission. Now it's much more easier and it's online, it's free, so it's much more accessible. So I say that's one opportunity that a generation should make use of, especially social media. Absolutely, man. A key thing you said uh, there about sharing with your friends, man. Anything you hear that you feel is of value, 
And even for our listeners right now, anything you hear, you think is of value um, to yourself, add value to someone else's life, man. Share it on to them. Um, if you're listening, wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're listening, make sure you click like, subscribe, and share. Support World Finance what we're doing. We are very much grateful. Um, thank you very much for that, Mish. And then, David, uh, finally, the question over to you. What do you feel are the biggest opportunities for young people when it comes to personal finance? Um, yeah, for me, I, I personally, I agree with both Mish and Bolly in the sense that we live in a technological area where technology is all around us. Basically, I'd say Google and websites are definitely our biggest opportunities when it comes to learning more about personal finance. But also, not alone, not only that, but I feel like books. Books is definitely a different. Books are different. Are is very is a better opportunity for us to learn about personal finance because it allows you to increase the knowledge that you didn't already have. And like, for example, Google, you have so many different sources, it can kind of get overwhelming. I feel like for me personally, when doing searches and when I was looking to know more about my personal finance and ways to increase um, income, Google came up with a lot of sources and, and different courses that's almost felt like in my face. Whereas I think different books that I was recommended from different mentors, such as yourself, Peter, like um, The Richest Man in Babylon, which was a great book, and The uh, Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. I think those two books are definitely sources of opportunities when it comes to personal finance. So I think reading is definitely is definitely a best, best opportunity. Love it, love it, love it, guys. Some very, very good um, additions there. Absolutely. I think we are living in times where information is easily accessed. I mean... Not long ago, I was telling someone that I can't believe just how much information is on YouTube, right? I think you can learn a whole degree on YouTube. Um, and I think everybody should be subscribed to people that they like to learn from on topics that they like to talk about and listen to. YouTube is a huge opportunity for people. What I would say, um, the one thing that I, you guys didn't mention that I would have loved for you guys to mention as an investor is the one thing you guys have ahead of most people mm. is because of tea. It's time. Mm. Time, 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 time is a precious commodity that you can never get back. And especially when it comes to investing, as you guys would know, is the earlier you start, the better. Someone who starts investing at the age of 18, 19, 20 has a huge advantage over someone invest, starting to invest at the age of 40 even if that person at the age of 40 is investing double the amount as the person who started when they were 18 or 20, okay? I must say, guys, look, everything we talk about, yes, we are about finance, but remember, this is not about money. This is not purely about money. Money is just a tool. That is all it is. We talk much more about purpose. We talk much more about living a life of fulfillment. And that's why we know also that finance plays a huge part of that. Okay, because unfortunately, as we, we've discussed many times, too many people spend a lot of their lives chasing money, something that doesn't bring fulfillment. Okay, so that's something I really want, to want us to remember as we continue this conversation is not purely just about money, it's about everything and how money plays a part in our day to day lives. On the virtual podcast that we're on now, just put a virtual hand clap for that because I definitely co-signed that. So thanks for that, Jack. Um, for now, um, this part of the podcast, what we've done actually uh, for our listeners, we asked for our guest um, to think of some questions to ask us. We have no idea what they are going to ask us, so it's their opportunity to pass on the spot. So we're, we're, um, we're going to actually hand over to Bolly, David, or Mish to kick off. 
either one of you, we're happy for that. And hit us with uh, some of the questions that you have for us, man. We're happy to see we can answer. We'll say we'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm rubbing uh, my hands as we speak. Uh, <laughs> so let's go, buddy. Let's go, man. Um, it's more of a trivial one. I wanted to find out um, what was the first ever stock you invested in and why? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, okay. 